Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Today, in, in a lot of different ways. It is a special day because we've designated Missions Sunday, something we haven't been able to do for a while. It's also special because we're designating it as Faith Promise, and we'll explain that in just a little bit as well, but it's a special day because we take a look and we commit by faith a promise between us and God for the furthering of missions, to be able to add more missionaries to our support list that we can place out on the field and equip them with what they need. It's a special day because the Thackers are here, and I'm excited about that except for that little creepy thing you got on your shoulder there, girl. We'll talk about that later because that thing don't have a mask on. <laughs> okay. But before we get started, we've got just a, a couple videos to introduce you as far as missions is concerned. So take a few moments and watch these. You know, every person in every age is faced with eternity. Scripture offers us two choices, heaven or hell. Let's be clear, no one person is more lost than another. There are over 67 million AG adherents in sovereign churches around the world. That's roughly 1% of the world's population. So in contrast to Jesus' parable in Luke chapter 15, the 99 are lost, not the one. Under the inspiration and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we must go after them. What moves our hearts is that many of these lost don't even have access to the gospel. Of the three billion lost people in the world today, roughly 86% of them are in this no gospel access position. That is why every tribe, every nation, One of the major reasons the Assemblies of God was established was to join fellowships together for the purpose of sending missionaries throughout the world. More than a century later, Assemblies of God World Missions is still going strong, with over 2,800 missionaries serving in over 256 countries, provinces, territories. This did not happen because of a centralized missions fund ran by a committee. It happened because of designated giving by people like you faithfully supporting missionaries that you know and love and pray for. Missionaries are only able to fulfill their divine call because God also calls people to faithfully give, investing resources to see the church established where it does not yet exist. One of the key factors that helps send and support missionaries is faith promises. What is a faith promise? It is a step of faith beyond tithe that you make in your church your personal portion of your church's missions endeavors. Each faith promise is made for a specific period of time, and faith promise offerings are given regularly. Some people give each week, others monthly. No amount is too small. God honors our obedience more than the amount of our giving. Jesus said that the widow who gave the smallest coin gave more than all the others because she gave all she had. When we make and then fulfill our faith promises, 
Church leaders are able to support and expand the church's mission impact. By working together in this way and pooling our giving, we can send scores of missionaries to bring hope to a world that otherwise have none. Together, we are a part of seeing lives changed by Christ in Africa, in Europe, Eurasia, Latin America, Northern Asia, Asia Pacific. We help pastors to be trained, churches to be planted, and are part of seeing hurting people experience the love of Christ in action. Personally, I do this. My wife and I make faith promises to support missionaries. Yearly, we ask God for the opportunities to give more. And as a parent, I've been moved when my daughters, as they grew older, decided that they too wanted to support missionaries monthly. They're only students, but they wanted to start with a $10 a month pledge because they knew their small part was making a difference. As you consider your promise, please examine your faith. Pray that God will be able to work through you to do more than you could ever imagine. Pray that he would use the missionaries that you support to bring hope to a world in need of a Savior. Amen. That gives you just a little taste of the world missions in the Assemblies of God along with what we're looking at when it comes to faith promise. You received in your bulletin a card that looks like this that we're asking you to take, and you'll notice that it's also perforated so that you can tear that off, and we'll ask you to fill this card out and to turn this card in at the end of the service in the lobby by the exit doors on a table with a yellow bucket marked Faith Promises. That way, uh, we're taking the right precautions there too, but you can see from the card itself, it is either a weekly Faith Promise or a monthly Faith Promise. There's no set amount. There's nobody going to call you and say, hey, you haven't been living up to your faith promise. No. What we'll be doing is we'll take these cards and we'll just total them so that we know what we're looking at as far as a practical budget to be able to support our missionaries. This enables us to be able to put new missionaries on our list and support them and get them into the field. We've got a number of individuals who are looking who are itinerating to get out to the places that God has called them to be. And again, with the Assemblies of God, it's not that you know they get paid by a central missions department. Each one of them is supported by amounts from all these different churches that support them and then enable them to be able to go out into the field. And so we want to encourage you to be a part of this family. I myself, I believe in this wholeheartedly. I give on a weekly basis. I have for years. And, and I don't give a small amount. To me, missions is huge. And I, I believe that, that the... <laughs> I'm going to say this not only because I was taught it, but because I've experienced it. But I believe that, that a church that, that is mission-oriented, mission-minded, is a prosperous church. If, if you take missions out of the picture... I don't, I don't even want to think about it because I, I know what kind of trouble that produces. So I just want to say to you, honestly, look, you want to be blessed? <laughs> look, at, look at a faith promise. I'm not trying to tell you to do something in order to get something. I'm saying when you're open to what the Holy Spirit would instruct you, you'll be amazed at what God can do for you. Because when he leads you in something like this, he enables you to do it. That's the neat thing. If he can't get it through you, he can't get it to you. That's the gospel. So 
I want to encourage you to think about this. You don't have to fill it out right now, but we'll talk to you a little bit more and just a little bit about it. But this morning, I don't want to take up any more time from our, 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 our guest, man, our honored guest, all the way from Madagascar, all the way from, well, actually, they've been staying in Dayton for a while, but they're here with us, Jim and Meg Thacker. We love you guys. They've been friends of this house for years. They have been people that we have loved and supported. Okay, I'm going to tell them. Can I tell them? Okay. I, uh, a while back, we received a letter here from World Missions stating that Jim and Meg Thacker were retiring missionaries. Well, our problem, yeah, the problem with that is it wasn't a truthful letter. And, of course, in the letter, it tells you all these other people that they suggest for you to support that are missionaries in Madagascar. So we went, oh, well, that's nice. They've been faithful and done so much, and, and we've loved them. So God bless them as they enjoy. So, you know, we no longer supported them as missionaries. And it, was, it had to be like a year and a half later, two years, because my mind only lasts for about five minutes. But he sent out an email that they were coming back and blah, blah, blah. And if we'd like to schedule a service. And I thought, well, that'd be nice. So we went ahead and scheduled a service with them. And then we started to put together a little flyer to list our active missionaries. And I'm going through the list. And I went, where are the Thackers? No, we don't support them anymore. They retired. He said, they retired. So I called him. Well, he came through and got the Swiss steak. And then went back to the, uh, the hotel room. But then I called him later that night. And I said, are, are you retired or not? He said, nope, we never retired. So I went, you're, you're back on the list. <laughs> so I can truthfully say today that Meg and oh, Jim Thacker are missionaries that we support. Amen. They're back on the proverbial list, so to speak. So I want to make sure we give you Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Well, we felt your love and prayers and support anyway. But we never retired. As I told Pastor last night, I said, as long as God tells us to not hang up the reins, we're going to keep preaching Jesus and telling others. Go right ahead. And we're going to keep telling others about Jesus. Well, we are Jim and Meg Thacker, and we are missionaries to Africa who are not retired and uh, serving in the country of Madagascar, and it is truly an honor. Thank you, Pastor Gary, for inviting us to be here in the service and your leadership. It's grateful and an honor to be with you here today, and I'm very uh, blessed to have my wife with me who also, you might wonder, what is this thing on her shoulder? This is a lemur. And nothing reminds Americans of lemurs like uh, of Madagascar like a lemur because of the what? Because of many of you all know of Madagascar because of the three animated movies, right? Madagascar 1, 2, and 3. So because of that, Meg, where's a lemur to remind you of Madagascar? Would you say something to greet the people today? It's so good to be back here. Our children remember this church because they got lost in the basement. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for having us today. And I want to uh, encourage you to come back to our table and buy all of it 
so I don't have to pack it up again. No. <laughs> but when we first went out as missionaries, there was a lady who came up to me and said, I want to buy that thing on your table. And I said, well, no. What would I take to the next church? And she got right up close to my face and she said, you are doing us a great disservice by not bringing back something from your country. I would much rather spend my money supporting missionaries than buying it from Walmart or Pier One. And so every furlough thereafter, I have brought back uh, items that have been made in Madagascar. Some of our single moms, which is a real problem in Madagascar, so some of our single moms have been making this jewelry and I appreciate it if you would come back and support them. Now I'm going down to children's church. But I want to tell you, if your child brings home a long card with our picture on it, that will mean that they have said yes, when they grow up, they are willing to become a missionary. I was, we're not sure, it was probably nine or ten when I felt the call to missions. And that stayed with me, never left me. And I'm praying this morning that God would speak to one of your children, maybe two or three, and put a real burden to win the lost into their heart. God bless you. As many of you may know, Madagascar is an island country that is located 250 miles off the southeast coast of Africa. And Madagascar is a very needy country, as according to the World Bank, it is one of the top three poorest countries in the world, uh, having what is classified as extreme poverty, because 76% of all the families that live in Madagascar have to survive on less than $1.90 a day. And it is also a very spiritually needy country, as the majority of the people there are spiritually lost. And as it said in the video, we have people groups there who are totally unreached and unevangelized, having no access to the gospel. And also because of the influence of Islam, which is being spread in our country by Muslim groups and is growing very rapidly. And because of these things, Madagascar is a very spiritually dark place. God has called Meg and I to address these needs through helping to raise up and train effective spiritual leaders to be able to go and evangelize the lost and to plant churches in those unreached and strategic areas of Madagascar. As a result of this, in the last three and a half years, over 22 new churches have been planted by our students. Yes, you can give glory to God for that. And some in the Muslim areas, because we are not waiting for the Muslims to come to us. We are taking Jesus Christ and his love to the Muslim people. And I'm happy to tell you that in Madagascar, Muslims are receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior. Hallelujah. And these new churches represent many lost people who are receiving Jesus Christ and their lives are being transformed. All that is being accomplished in Madagascar, though, is only possible because of people and churches 
just like you who partner with our ministry in three strategic and specific areas. One, we need new and increased monthly financial support to help meet our need for increased worse funding for our ministry. Secondly, we need ongoing prayer support because Megan and I believe that as God's people pray, God will move. And then great things will be accomplished for extending God's kingdom in Madagascar. So on our display in the foyer of the church, in the back of the church, we have these prayer cards. Their purpose is not to remind you just how much older we look than the last prayer card you had, but rather to encourage you to pray for the Thacker family and their ministry. So as you leave today, please stop by our display Take as many of these cards as you would like and put them wherever it would encourage you to remember to pray for the Thacker family and their ministry. And we will be ever so grateful and appreciative of your prayers. Also, we need cash offerings for our visionary church building project. You see, we have a vision of helping the churches to grow by building new church buildings that we call tabernacles. It cost us $7,500 to build each new church tabernacle, which can hold up to 300 people in it. And it is our goal as we go back to the field this time to raise all the funds necessary to build 20 new church tabernacles when we return for our next four-year term. To realize this goal, though, we need your help. We need people, and there are people and churches who will like to help our ministry by giving the full 7500 But everybody can participate in helping to build a church by becoming what Megan and I call a visionary 300. Because we are desiring to see 300 visionary people and churches to help us fulfill the vision of building a church by giving a one-time cash gift of $500. Uh, that will be added to the total amount needed so that we can build each of those 20 new church tabernacles. Will you please help Megan I continue to build the church in Africa by supporting our ministry financially on a monthly basis? And we heard pastors say this church is again. We bless you for when you gave before and as you give again. And we are truly grateful for that. Thank you, pastor. And for becoming one of those visionary 300. Thank you, and God bless you for helping us to build God's church in Africa. Now, if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me, please, to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 and 17. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Uh, Pastor Gary, I'm going to ask if you would pray God's blessing over the ministry of the word today and the minister as I share. I would appreciate that. But if you have your Bibles turned there, these are the words of the Apostle Paul where he declares, For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. 
Amen. We live in a time when people are searching to hear a message of hope that can give them an assurance of a better future and of positive life change. The Apostle Paul presents such a powerful message of hope and life change in Romans chapter 1 in verse 16 when he declares, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Paul was not ashamed because he understood that the gospel has great power to save and to transform lives. And to draw people to, into a relationship with God who have been estranged from him. And in these verses... The Apostle Paul reveals two reasons for why the gospel is the power of God, which also helps us to understand why we need to engage in missions to help take this powerful gospel to everyone in the entire world. The first reason for why the gospel is the power of God is because it brings salvation and spiritual transformation to everyone who believes. The Bible tells us that God loves everyone and wants everyone who will believe to have a personal saving relationship with him. As the Apostle Paul confirms in Romans, excuse me, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4, that it is God our Savior who wants all people to be saved. Everyone say all people. All people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. To help make this possible, Paul tells us in verse 16 in Romans that uh, the gospel as it is shared and preached is so powerful that it can draw people to God by bringing them by faith to a realization of their need of Jesus Christ for salvation. But for everyone to have an opportunity to believe in Jesus, then they must first hear the gospel. The gospel must first be go to and be preached to everyone in the whole world. As Jesus confirms for us, he tells us in, his, in the Great Commission text that the purpose and the mission of the church in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 is, and also in uh, Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, is that it is God's intentional plan that the gospel of Jesus Christ Go to the ends of the earth, to every tribe, to every nation, and especially to the unreached people groups in the world. According to the Joshua Project, there are 10 unreached people groups in the country of Madagascar. I believe that we can take the gospel to and reach the unreached if we do it together in partnership. One example of this is found in the story 
of Pastor Nestor who wanted to plant a church in an unreached area of Madagascar. Pastor Nestor is a graduate of our church planter training school, and he is my kind of guy because he's bold for God, and like a special forces soldier, but in the spirit. And after Pastor Nestor consulted with the leaders, he felt led to go and plant a church in a very difficult and remote place in an unreached area of northeastern Madagascar. And this area was so isolated that Pastor Nestor, his wife, and their infant child had to travel as far as they could by vehicle, and then they had to walk into the interior for several days just to get to this area. As Pastor Nestor, you know, the Bible does say, how beautiful on the mountain are the what? The feet of those who bring good news. They were using their feet to take the gospel to these people. As Pastor Nestor began to preach the gospel, children and mothers began to receive Jesus Christ. The tribal chief of the area sent a messenger to Pastor Nestor to warn him to stop preaching and to leave the area. But Pastor Nestor, being bold as he was, just kept right on preaching because he believed that God had sent him to bring the gospel to these people who had not had the gospel of Jesus Christ. As he continued to preach, men began to accept Jesus Christ. Then the tribal chief decided to send warriors to kill Pastor Nestor and his family. One of the women overheard this and sent her daughter to warn Pastor Nestor to leave the area. Pastor Nestor prayed and felt God told him not to leave. But when the warriors were to arrive, he was to declare the words, as you said earlier, Pastor, in the name of Jesus. When the warriors arrived with a crowd following, Pastor Nestor shouted, in the name of Jesus. And at that moment, the power of God came down, and then all the warriors fell to the ground as an unseen force toppled them all over. Amen. That's God. That's the power of the gospel. And because of that supernatural experience, the tribal chief perceived that God's power was greater and allowed Pastor Nestor to continue to preach the gospel. As a result, today we have a new church planted in an unreached area. Hallelujah. The gospel is truly miraculous and powerful to bring salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. But not only does the gospel bring salvation, but everywhere the gospel is preached, people's lives will also be transformed. One example of the gospel transforming a person's life is found in the testimony of a very evil and wicked man named Andu. In Madagascar, we have in areas of our country that are given over to lawlessness, which are called the red zones. These zones are terrorized by thieves and bandits who are called the Dahalu. And the Dahalu's only desire is to steal, rob, and they do terrible things to strike fear in the hearts of the local people. And yes, they do also kill people. And because they are so dangerous, the people of Madagascar absolutely hate and fear the Dahalu. And Andu was one of them. One day, the police organized a sting operation in the area where Andu and his team were operating in. And at the end of the operation, Andu was caught and put in prison. 
We had one of our Bible school students, graduates, was pastoring a church in that area and felt led by the Holy Spirit to begin preaching the gospel in that prison. He found Andu by himself because none of the other prisoners wanted anything to do with Andu because he was a Dahalu. So he was isolated by himself. And even though Andu was a Dahalu, our pastor asked God to help him to build a relationship with Andu so that he could tell him about Jesus and his love for him. And our, through our pastor's faithful and courageous sharing of the powerful gospel, God began to break down Andu's hard heart. And as a result, Andu surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. And when Andu accepted Jesus, his life was radically transformed. He just wanted to tell everyone what God had done to change his life. He tried telling his story with the other prisoners, but he scared them. He scared them uh, because the people of Madagascar do not believe that a Dahalu could ever really change. And so, because they were afraid of him, they asked the warden to remove him from the prison. And believe it or not, sometime later, he was released from prison, miraculously. And he came to our Bible school, which I am leading, so that he could learn how to help other people know God without scaring them to death as a Dahalu. God moved so powerfully to change Andu's life that today he is pastoring a church where he is helping other people's life to be spiritually changed by God. I can tell you that the gospel truly has great power to transform people's lives. Additionally, the gospel is the power of God because in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. I heard your pastor mentioning this through his uh, words as he was sharing today. In verse 17, Paul tells us that the gospel reveals that if we put our faith in Jesus for salvation, then we will also be brought into right relationship with God through receiving the righteousness of God. The Bible tells us that God created man to enjoy intimate relationship with him. But when man sinned, it created a sin barrier that separated us from God who is holy, righteous, and just. And because of our sin, we cannot make ourselves righteous or acceptable to God by our mere human efforts, nor can we earn our salvation by just trying to keep the works of the law. Rather, because of God's great love for us, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, who was without sin to set us free from our sin and guilt by taking our sin and its punishment upon himself when he died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. And now everyone who believes in Jesus can also be restored to right relationship with God because of God's righteousness. As Paul confirms in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, he made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become what? The righteousness of God. One example of this is found in the story of a lady named Carice whose life was healed and restored to relationship with God through receiving 
the righteousness of God. Carice was raised in a church on the island of La Reunion. La Reunion is a state of France like Ohio is a state of the United States. And that church taught her that she had to earn her salvation through works. But she never was convinced that her works were actually achieving any good goal or being even acceptable to God. She felt condemned for her sins. And because of this, Carice became severely depressed. How do you know we're living in a time when many people are facing forms of depression? Have you seen that? Do you, you seen that? And then <laughs> Meg and I at this same time were asked to preach a five-day citywide uh, evangelistic outreach on the island of La Reunion in the same city that Carice was from. You know, asking a missionary to preach the gospel to the lost is sort of like saying sick them to a dog. You know what I'm saying? We love to preach the gospel. We love to see the lost coming to Jesus. God moved powerfully in those meetings every night as people were coming forward every day to accept Jesus as their Savior. But on the last night, we had a special emphasis on divine healing also. People were saved and people were healed that night. But one story that stands out is that of Carice. Carice and her son were driving by the area where our evangelistic outreach was on that last night. We were literally in the center of the city, and there were roads completely around the area where I was preaching. And so cars were going by me the whole time. And when he heard the preaching of the gospel, he pulled his car into the parking area because somehow the Holy Spirit got a hold of him and said, if you can get your mother to that altar, I will help her. I will heal her. So he made his mother go to the front to listen to the preaching of the message. And as the gospel, the powerful gospel was preached that night, our, the righteousness of God was revealed to Carice, a righteousness that is not by works, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And God moved so powerfully in Carice's life that night and her and her son came to tell me what God had done for them, that through the prayer of God's people that night, God completely healed her and delivered her, set her free from the depression, and then brought her into right relationship with God through receiving true salvation in Jesus Christ and the righteousness of God. Someone say, hallelujah. And to ensure that this powerful gospel does go to everyone on the earth, God is raising up missionaries to take the gospel to the lost and the unreached people of this world. If God is calling you to be a missionary, I would ask you, please be willing to answer God's call to go. God is also raising up supporters to help make the sending of missionaries possible supporters like you and this church and that is why pastor is having a, a missions emphasis and a faith promise emphasis because as we give we help send this gospel around the world to fulfill the heartbeat of Jesus Christ to fulfill the purpose that God himself told us in his world is his purpose for the church to help fulfill 
And so today is that opportunity to express that faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you today, while our economy, who knows what's going on with our economy today. But some people, I said, let me tell you something. We don't work by man's economy only, but as children of Jesus Christ, we live under God's economy. How many know that? And we are led, and, led, and God is the one who provides our needs, not just the government that we live in. So all that to say is, don't be afraid to make a faith promise. Don't be afraid to give the amount that God is telling you to give, because I believe when we give that faith promise, Pastor Gary, we're voting for Jesus. We're voting for Jesus and his will to be done to send this gospel around the world. Will you please help Meg and I continue to train up leaders who will reach the lost and the unreached people of Africa through building God's church in Madagascar. Thank you, and God bless you for helping us to reach them. Pastor Gary, will you come? Thank you. I love that. You can tell me those stories all day long. And I get excited because of what God is doing. There's no two ways about that. And I just, I want to encourage you this morning, again, that as we have received these cards, it's one thing to be able to sit there. and It's one thing to sit there and go, you know, I'd love to, but I really just don't have that extra to do. Uh, and I just want to challenge you on that. What are you looking at yourself for? Ask God what he would have you to do. And, and I want to, I, 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 I give the weirdest amount to missions every week. Why? Because that's what he told me to. You know, you would normally round it off to a certain figure, right? Not me. God works in funny ways, but I'm, I'm like, why that amount? Just what I'm asking you to give. And so I've continued to give that as he has led me over these past years. And, and you know what? He has been faithful. There have come times where I thought, you know, things are so lean. And we're such in a state right now that I just, it would be, I, can, you know, I can use that money to take care of some things. Don't go there. Believe in what he is telling you and what he will do. How many know when I, how many would know that when I, I, I decided, I, decided I, did, I decided to go ahead and put it towards it. How many know that when you do things like that, things don't get better, they get worse. And so I just simply resolved myself, you know what, this is a commitment to you, Lord. And so I started, and you know what, he took care of everything else. That's just the way he works. When we're, when we're faithful and when we're obedient, God does what only God can do. So before we take a moment to fill these cards out, which is what I'm going to ask you to do here in just a minute, let's have a word of prayer together, shall we? Lord, when I stop to think that I have the opportunity to prevent hundreds and thousands, literally, from going to hell, to sit back and worry about my finance from a, a dollar standpoint of view, forgive me. For I know that moments like this, that when we invest according to the leading of your spirit into your kingdom, 
and it goes into that storehouse. It's, it's invested into your men and women that are out on that field doing what we can't, but what you've enabled them to do. You've called them. And through them, lives are changed for eternity. And we've had a part in that. It's we who have invested that enables their hands to preach that gospel, to win the lost, and to know lives changed for all eternity. God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment to invest in the furthering of your kingdom, enabling hands, feet, mouths, and eyes. Lord, I just pray. Bless and anoint this time. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. If you would, just take a moment and, and fill that card out. Just, you know, Mark, whether it's a weekly or a monthly, go ahead and, and, and all you have to do is put your name there. Unless we don't have your address, we would covet that. But uh, you don't have to worry about signing it. Uh, as long as you print your name, we're happy with that. These are just cards to serve as a reminder and to allow us to know that budget of what we can work with in reaching. Man, I just can't shake that thought of I have the opportunity to prevent so many from going to hell. That just, that just, just eats at me because this is a very real thing. It's, it's not just something, you know, okay, we're trying to. This is what enables the missionaries' hands to get out there. And do what God has called them to do. And that's, that's a calling. I, I hate to say this, but don't take me wrong, but I'm glad he never called me to Madagascar. I don't like bananas, okay? I've asked him to call me to a warm tropical, you guys know what I'm doing. Warm tropical climate, you know, like Hawaii. <laughs> but uh, he's called me to pastor. And this is so important. So after you have filled those out in just a little bit, after we're dismissed, again, those yellow buckets are outside by the exit doors on top of the tables that are clothed in blue that are about chest high on me. And we ask you to just drop your cards off in there, and we'll collect those later. Worship team, you can make your way if you would. I appreciate this worship team. I really do. Let me explain something to you as we get ready to pray. Our, our normal offering will be received in the buckets that will be by the ushers there that they carry. But if you would like to participate in a love offering for a missionary, if you would like to give towards one of those churches that are being built, we have partnered. The church is, is already pledging $500 to be a part of that. Anything that comes in today towards that will be added on to it. So we, we just, again, we believe not only in the ministry, but also in our missionaries. Known these guys since I was in East Liverpool, actually. That's a long time ago. But you know what? 
I've loved, I've loved sitting back and watching God use you guys and the fertile ground that you have literally built. Yeah. I still love your wife's story about, yeah, she's a South African by birth. And when God called her into missions, she asked God anywhere but Africa. God's like that, isn't that true? Amen. Truth is, you're here this morning, maybe, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For whatever the reason might be, you're not here by chance. I learned that a long time ago. You know, your being here is divine appointment. And I will also say this. You could be somebody that's come here time after time after time again. But yet God's speaking to you today about your relationship with him. That your life is not right with him. It's not a matter whether your life's right with everybody else or with the church or with me. or any. It has nothing to do with it. I learned a long time ago, it's not about my behavior. It's not about outcomes or results. It's about what? My condition. My condition produces my results, my outcomes. And my condition is, 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 is a place where death reigns by natural means. I was born into that. That was my condition. But because of what Pastor Thacker has, has shared this morning, Jesus came, died on that cross. He was the one man who became all of us. God dealt with that one man so that one man could set us free. But remember, he not only died, but he rose victorious over death and the grave. Satan was not killed. He was defeated. Does he still have power? Yes. The power we allow him to have in our lives. But let me tell you, because of what Christ has done, he has no more authority over us. Sin has no more authority over us. Our condition has changed from death unto life. That's not me anymore. So does that mean I'm perfect and I do everything right? Yes, just look at me. Of course it doesn't. In no way, shape, size, or form does it mean I'm perfect. But I'm redeemed. I've been restored to a right relationship. I have been made, in the terms of our message this morning, righteous by his righteousness. And if it can change a prisoner's life, 
It can change your life. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. And I thank you for this day. Oh, Jesus. This is a day full of potential to literally change lives, not only here in this place, but clear over in, a, in an island called Madagascar. To know Ravenna Assembly making a difference for the furthering of the kingdom by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your touch. But Lord, right now I pray for those whose hearts are realizing this pull, this challenge. And it's not because of words from some person. It's because your spirit is dealing with them inside. You're convicting them, as the word would say about their need for you. You don't convict us of what we've done wrong. You convict us of our unbelief. In essence, it's convicting us that we need that relationship. We can't live this life like we've been living it. So Lord, I pray right now, complete that which you've begun. So with every head bowed, I just want to ask this question this morning. If that's you, that God's leading in, that God's pulling on, and, and your heart and your life are saying yes to him, what I'm asking you right where you're at is just to simply affirm that choice that you're making to say yes to him. But just lifting up your hand right where you're at. I, I, I'm just here to pray with you. That's all I'm asking. And I'm asking that you would let me know that choice so I can pray with you this morning. If that's you, God bless you, sir. You can put that hand down. Others this morning would say yes to that relationship just by affirming that with an upraised hand. See, it takes guts. It takes guts. It's easy to stay the same, isn't it? But we all know what happens. It gets not better. God wants to finish something in you this morning. He wants to make you more alive than you've ever been. Don't use the pictures of what you've created in your head to keep you from the life that he's purposed, which is completely different. I trust me. Whatever you've conjured up in your imagination that a Christian is, you haven't met Jesus. For he doesn't bind us he sets us free last time last invitation if that's you this morning and your heart's saying yes to him would you affirm that just with a upraised hand I just want to pray with you this morning amen Lord I thank you I thank you for this this heart this life Lord nobody Nobody understands the struggle. Nobody understands the, <laughs> the journey like you do. The paths that we walk through, the, the pit holes that we fall in, the issues that we face. They rip us apart and then we begin to even yell at you because we have this concept of what you're supposed to be doing. 
Lord, we don't even understand how an engine works, and we think we know how God should work. That's where I thank you that your Holy Spirit arrests our spirit and lets us know you're bigger than this. You're greater than this. That you know what you're doing. There's more to this than meets the eye. That your hand is there and you're wanting to love us, guide us, heal us, and take us to where we've never been with a joy unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, I pray that this morning, this heart, this life, would know the fullness of your spirit as you make them alive through their receiving, through their saying yes, through their opening up their life, for you to come in and join your spirit to their spirit. Bless them. Encourage them. In fact, I'm going to ask this house to pray this prayer with me. As I'm asking you who raised your hand to pray this prayer. And as we do so, don't just repeat a prayer. Let this be a prayer that arises from your heart. As we pray it together. Jesus, thank you for loving me just the way I am. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, save me. Amen. Can somebody give him praise this morning? Amen. I'm going to ask you to all stand with me. And everybody give that one final. But through a message like this, my heart is challenged. I don't know about yours. And this morning, I, I want to invite you as a house to find a place of prayer around these altars, if you'd so like. I, I believe God is working in.